you live in a world that would really prefer you not think too hard. In fact, a lot of people would love to do your thinking for you if you'd let them. What I find astonishing is that a lot of people actually seem relieved at this prospect. It's like the government, media, and corporations are saying, you don't need to concern yourself with all that pesky thinking and deciding. Here's a bunch of prepackaged beliefs, fresh as Twinkies. We'll just keep delivering them to your little screen every day, and all you have to do is just keep eating them. Aren't they yummy? I see you got the extra whipped cream in there, huh? <laughs> yeah. Yummers. And a lot of people reply, Yay, I love Twinkies. I'm so happy that I don't have to think about what to eat. I'm just going to eat nothing but Twinkies. Well, if you're happy just eating whatever anyone hands you or think what one source of information tells you, then you can just click away now. Oh, are you still here? Right then I'm going to tell you one of the main secrets used to manipulate people like you into becoming docile human sheep. It's actually a lot like hypnosis. When the hypnotist says, you are getting sleepy, they are relying on your level of suggestibility. If you're willing to accept the suggestion, then what do you know? You are starting to feel sleepy. Your eyelids are getting heavier and heavier. Okay, stop that. Wake up. That's the power of suggestion. And one of the main ways that you are hypnotized into giving away your personal power is a specific suggestion technique called the thought terminating cliche. When you're having a conversation or a debate and someone makes a really good point that challenges what you believe, it's normal to pause and consider it. You try to make it fit with what you already know and you try to decide whether to throw out the piece they're offering you by saying why it doesn't fit, in other words, refuting the point, but if it fits into the puzzle better than what you already have there, you might end up deciding which pieces from your own partially assembled puzzle to throw out as you update your beliefs. I know, beliefs aren't just like a jigsaw puzzle. It's an analogy, okay? Twinkies are junk food. And by analogy, thought-terminating cliches are junk thoughts. Like Twinkies, they might taste good and fill you up for the moment, but they don't actually carry any nutritional value. How about we just start calling them thinkies? So in this video, I'm going to give you four specific examples of junk thought thinkies people try to feed you. There are many more, of course, but these should serve to show you the hypnotic pattern that you should look for. First, one classic thinky is, that's just the way it is. When someone says this, they're trying to get you to accept the status quo and stop thinking about how things might be improved. This one is such a classic that back in 1986, Bruce Hornsby's song, The Way It Is, rose to number one on the pop charts with its takeaway in the refrain, ah, but don't you believe them. Here's the second. When someone says something that they believe strongly, but to which they fear others might react poorly, they finish with, just saying. This is an attempt to deflect any criticism or discussion of the grenade the other person just lobbed into the conversation. Wow, you look like crap. What the hell? What's your freaking problem? I'm just saying. Oh, well, that's okay then. This is the drive-by shooting of conversation. Now, a bit more serious. The psychiatrist that actually came up with the term thought-terminating cliché is Robert J. Lifton. 
In his 1961 book, Thought Reform and the Psychology of Totalism, he examines the brainwashing techniques used by the Chinese Communist Party on both foreign nationals, which they kept for years sometimes in, in prison, as well as Chinese citizens. He wrote, The language of the totalitarian environment is characterized by the thought-terminating cliché. The most far-reaching and complex of human problems are compressed into brief, highly reductive, definitive-sounding phrases, easily memorized and easily expressed. These become the start and finish of any ideological analysis. In Chinese communist thought reform, brainwashing, for instance, the phrase bourgeois mentality is used to encompass and critically dismiss ordinary troublesome concerns like the quest for individual expression, the exploration of alternative ideas, and the search for perspective and balance in political judgments. And in addition to their function as interpretive shortcuts, these cliches become what Richard Weaver has called ultimate terms, either God terms, representative of ultimate good, or devil terms, representative of ultimate evil. In thought reform, brainwashing, progress, progressive, liberation, proletarian standpoints, and the dialectic of history fall into the former category, the God terms, capitalist, imperialist, exploiting classes, and bourgeois, mentally liberalism, morally superstition or greed, of course, fall into the latter. Totalitarian language, then, is repetitiously centered on all-encompassing jargon, primarily abstract, highly categorical, relentlessly judging, and to anyone but the most devoted advocate, deadly dull. It is the language of non-thought. If this sounds familiar, then you've probably read George Orwell's novel, 1984, where the totalitarian party, Ingsoc, has its three thought-terminating cliches up on every wall and building. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. Okay, so next. Back in 2020, I noticed that a lot of media had started doing what I call hit-and-run fact-checking by tagging things people said, well, mostly what President Trump said, as having been said without evidence. For instance, in 2020, NPR reported that President Trump was asked for his opinion on the shooting that took place in Kenosha, Wisconsin, in which Kyle Rittenhouse killed two men and injured a third. Trump replied that it looked like self-defense. Rittenhouse was later acquitted on exactly those grounds, self-defense. At the time, however, NPR reported that Trump claimed, without evidence, that it appeared the gunman was acting in self-defense. Now, they could have just said that Trump said that to him it looked like self-defense, but they deliberately added the phrase, without evidence. This had two effects. First, it implied that Trump had no evidence. There were significant facts available at that time that counted as evidence. And second, it had the effect of impugning Kyle Rittenhouse in the court of public opinion. In fact, NPR later admitted in their public editor column that without evidence had become a sort of catchphrase for them and that they had misused it on occasion, including that specific occasion when they reported Trump's take on the situation. The link to that NPR article is in the description. But the damage was already done. You won't hear that in their on-air stories. You'll just see this little retraction printed in their ombudsman column. When I went to Google and typed the exact phrase, search, Trump said without evidence, I get close to 50,000 hits. But when I Google for Biden said without evidence, I get less than 1,000. Now, I've heard Biden say plenty of things without evidence, but he really doesn't get fact-checked that way by the mainstream media. If I restrict my search to just, say, CNN's website, the phrase Trump said without evidence gets 70 hits. But the phrase Biden said without evidence gets zero. 
To me, this is definitely evidence of media bias and not evidence that Biden always supports his assertions with evidence. So the next time you hear a media report that includes the words so-and-so said without evidence, or when someone tells you to do your part for the greater good, or God moves in mysterious ways, or that some information can't be brought to light for unspecified security reasons, or someone tells you that words cause harm, and in the next breath say, silence is violence, or that the news is obviously fake or obviously true, then you need to wake up and realize that they are offering you a diet of junk thoughts in an attempt to literally hypnotize you into handing them your power to think for yourself. But what do you think? Leave me a comment and please like the video, share it with a friend, something, you know, let me know that you appreciate these and I'll see you tomorrow.